From the Missouri Catholic Conference, I'm Heather Buchter. This is MCC from the Capitol. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid because there are kids who need love and that's all they want. They don't want things. They just want love. Today, one mother's story about answering the call to fostering and adopting. We hope you enjoy this episode of MCC from the Capitol. So I married my high school sweetheart. We had three children. Um, our daughter was the oldest, and she is 27 now. And then we have a son, Caleb. So our daughter is Mackenzie. Our son, Caleb, is 25. And our son, Braden, passed away in 2018. That's Shelly Sconce, a teacher at South Callaway High School in Missouri. Life took a little bit of a different different direction for us after Braden died, and, and so it was just trying to find your place. She and her husband had discussed fostering and adopting, but that was before her son lost his life in a car accident. Their plans got put on hold. But a year and a half later, a staff email came across her screen at school. And it was a mass email that just said, hey, we've got this sibling group that we've had to remove from their home and we'd really like to keep them together. Here we were, you know, it was on our, it was on our agenda, like, oh, we're going to have to do this, this, and this. But suddenly, if it's an emergency placement and you're a kinship, which is what we were, and, kin and that was deceiving because I thought, oh, well, I'm not related to him. I don't have him as a student, but you know who he is. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And so that's all a kinship is. There's some sort of a relationship that's been established. I see it as just God's way of saying, like, now's the time. She texted her husband, and their lives forever changed when her phone lit up with the message, let's do it. And so those three words, and here we are three years later um, with a much, much bigger family. It was a sibling group of four boys, ages 4, 9, 14, and 16. And the older brother had gone um, into rehab, and so he was kind of spending some time there. So we had the younger three, um, but they have different fathers. So um, the younger two have one dad, older two have a different dad. She reminds us, life is messy, but that's okay. Not that it hasn't been hard. It's had its own struggles. We um, did go ahead and adopt the older two, and then... Last August, we got legal guardianship of the younger two. Having already raised three children, Shelley thought the process would be challenging, but similar. So you go into it thinking that everything you did the first time is just going to work perfectly. Um, I, I had mentioned that the, old, the very oldest one had been in rehab, and so then he actually came to us in the first of December. So now he's been with us a couple of weeks and we're, we have Christmas and my family, I've decided to host Christmas that year. Lots of things happened that shouldn't have happened and discipline wise, we were very frustrated. And so I can remember having this conversation with them because we met in the garage when they got back home because they had asked to go somewhere and then they came back home and um, the proverbial poo hit the fan, you know, and so here we are standing in the garage and I was like, I just don't understand why you would do this of all days today on my family Christmas. And he said, I don't even get a Christmas with my family. And I was like, oh, okay. And so it was, we got the boys, three of the boys in October, and then the last one came to us in December. And it was probably that whole three-month period where you're just trying to figure each other out. You're trying to figure out what's going to work. But I can I can vividly recall that conversation where I was like, Shelly, you're going to have to figure out something different because that is absolutely true. 
like everything they would expect is not going to happen the way it's always happened every year, year after year with them. That was the, the hardest part for me was to be able to adapt and figure out like, okay, so this is what worked for my children, but now we've got a whole new ball game over here for these new kids who, who don't, don't know what it's like to have rules and expectations and desires. With thousands of children in foster care, caseworkers often add to their workload in order to meet the demand of children needing placement, which leads to a high turnover rate. Don't let the whole system scare you. It's broken. It's, I mean, there are so many like social service systems that are broken, but their intent is always, it's well-purposed. I teach high school math, and so I love to like give formulas and say like, here, you can use this every time. And sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't, but that's what I hoped for. You know, suddenly I'm gonna meet with somebody and they're gonna be like, okay, here's your book. And this is every, like, here's your to-do list. And, and it's nothing, you just don't, sadly, they don't have enough time or people to be able to adequately sit down with somebody like that in that scenario and be like, okay, so you're gonna have to do this and you're gonna have to do this. And so we just kind of, like I said, trial by fire, kind of jumped into it. Shelly found support groups on social media, which she said helped her navigate court appearances, visitations with biological parents, and other unfamiliar territory. It's been an emotional roller coaster for her, but also for the kids. So, I mean, the emotional roller coaster for them has been tremendous. You know, they didn't see their mom two years. Yeah, I would guess it was probably about two years. Um, and so, I mean, it was a no contact order. So not, I mean, not only was there no visits with mom, you didn't see mom, you didn't talk to mom. Um, and then just trying to help, help have them understand, like, why is that? Where is she at? You know, does she not love me? Does she not want me anymore? Does she not want us anymore? Um, or the flip side of it, having having a dad who would say like this will be done before thanksgiving you guys will be home before christmas and now we are three christmases later and they're exactly where they need to be for the best interest of them if you can kind of just work with them and ride the roller coaster with them because otherwise oh my i can't imagine like the odds that we would have been at and and i'm not saying we haven't had typical teenage stuff you know because that's going to happen no matter what i'm afraid um but how they react to it now is, is a lot more on what I would say the normal spectrum of your typical teenage kid. Prior to placement, the boys had missed around 60 days of school, teaching them routines, watching them thrive and develop aspirations have been a highlight for Shelley. It's been the most rewarding to see them really think about life so that they can be successful adults and break the cycle. Fostering doesn't equal adoption. The goal is always reunification with biological parents whenever possible. But when that can't happen, Shelley says listen to God's calling and be open to his plan. I think we did it at the right time um, and that God put it there for us, not ever as a replacement for the loss, but it filled another place in our heart that, that helped grieve and and deal with that loss and so for us it was absolutely perfect um they're not perfect we're not perfect but together we're pretty pretty darn close um and so i would just say don't be afraid don't be afraid because there are kids who need love and that's all they want they don't want things they just want love
To learn more about how you or your parish can get involved in supporting foster children and foster families, listen to our podcast with Dr. Michael Meehan, the CEO of Mary Grove. That's a child welfare agency under Catholic Charities of St. Louis. It helps children, teens, and young adults learn how to transcend an abusive past or overcome other life challenges and move toward a brighter future. You know, as Catholics, we believe in the dignity of all human life, and we're motivated by the love of Christ to improve the lives of the vulnerable. Currently, more than 14,000 children and youth are in foster care in Missouri, according to the Department of Social Services. On any given day, the National Foster Youth Institute reports there are approximately 400,000 children in foster care in the United States. The Catechism of the Catholic Church calls on all Christians to become involved in this ministry as individuals, families, and as a society, as referenced in number 2208, quoting from the Bible, James 127. Quote, The family should live in a way that its members learn to care and take responsibility for the young, the old, the sick, the handicapped, and the poor. There are many families who are, at times, incapable of providing this help. It devolves, then, on other persons or families and, in a subsidiary way, society to provide for their needs. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode from MCC from the Capitol. To hear more from the Missouri Catholic Conference, visit our website at mocatholic.org. That's mocatholic.org. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite listening app.